Mitch Keller. Talk of the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. He's on fire. Are you not entertained by this man? 13 strikeouts over seven innings without allowing a run or allowing a walk. And Mitch Keller is the first Pittsburgh Pirate in franchise history to strike out 13 batters without allowing a run or a walk. First in the history of the Pirates, Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller has been the winning pitcher in the two wins the Pirates have in the 13-game stretch. They've lost 11 of 13, but the games they haven't lost. Mitch Keller's been the starting pitcher. Coincidence? I don't know. We'll discuss. My name's Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. It's the Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. So Mitch Keller, talk of the town, the Pirates. Still 11 losses in 13 games, but something to look at now is positive. And we can talk about it. You can uh, tweet me on Twitter at Callas, C-A-L-L-A-S underscore three, three. That's my Twitter handle. If you want to have a conversation on Twitter, I may read your tweets. If I find your comments interesting enough, you can also give me a phone call 412-928-9370. We'll talk about the pirates. We'll talk about the pirates, where they may go from here. Um, being done with most of the AL East teams, maybe they'll have a, an easier schedule to finish out. May is Mitch Keller worth signing to a contract extension to a maybe more money than Brian Reynolds contract extension. Weigh in at 412-928-9370 or again on Twitter at Callas, C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. That's me. So uh, some interesting points, some interesting things happened yesterday, not just that uh, Mitch Keller did well. Even before the game, I took notice of something that happened or something that was said on the Ben Charrington show yesterday because Adam Crowley seems to be the headline when it comes to some of the questions he asks or you know some of the topics he likes to bring up that may or may not be controversial. Uh, Tyler Kennedy, if you know, you know. We don't need to go over that. You know, I think it's been long enough, but you know, that's that's stood. Or when Crowley was pushing Ben Charrington one morning about the Brian Reynolds contracts extension before that happened, and and Crowley, unfortunately, they were all asking, but Crowley was the one that got the uh, brunt of Charrington's you know refusal. Um, but how about this? Another headline from a question asked by Adam Crowley on the Fan Morning Show. Uh, this is Greg Brown talking on the Ben Charrington Show, referencing something that happened that involved Adam Crowley on the Morning Show. Take a listen. Ben, uh, the next day. Uh, on our flagship station, 93.7 The Fan, he talked to the morning show, and he said something about a contract extension being discussed. He said it's in the early process. I think a quote, we're working on it. Uh, nothing too extravagant just yet. Uh, I wonder if you could comment on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's no news to share. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, that there are guys who, uh, you know, check certain boxes or enough boxes of the criteria we'd be looking for to you know really want to try to do a contract and, and and keep someone in Pittsburgh for a longer period of time Mitch certainly is in that category you know we'd love for Mitch to be a pirate uh for a long time 
And then uh, more often than not, you know, if there is a conversation, it happens in the off season or spring training. Less often does it happen during a season. And you know, we like we like to try to give our guys a chance to focus on the field. Certainly, Mitch appears as he's doing that given his performance. And so, if there's ever a time and, and, and a situation where it makes sense for you know, to have more conversations about that. You know, we'll certainly have a door open to that. Okay, so not not a certain answer, right? The possibility. Keller checks boxes. Charrington says that a lot. That's fair to say. Check some boxes. Timing's got to be a factor. Don't really want to talk about these things. Don't really negotiate during the season, which makes sense. You want players to focus on the game and on the season, as the season's happening, the off season's the time where you have more time to, to have these discussions. So that's a fair point. But but think about that. I mean, the the this is such big news now. You know, Crowley and Doran on the morning show talking to Mitch Keller and Mitch Keller mentioning on his own that um, that there may be well, not on his own. He was prompted. He was asked, but um, asked about a contract extension and. Now that's kind of being circulated, and that was on the Ben Jarrington show. That was before the game. So keep that in context, too. Like That was before Mitch Keller struck out 13 over seven innings and didn't allow a runner a walk. And so now you've got Mitch Keller, who was the starting pitcher on the team or for the team for two of their wins in 13 games, the other 11 being losses. And now you got to really start to think, right? A lot of people dismissed Mitch Keller. I understand that. They were skeptical because his performance, especially to start 2022 when you expected him to break out, started 2022 rough, ended the season better, and is now the only reason why the Pirates haven't lost 13 straight. Maybe not the only reason. No, you need offense, too. I, that shouldn't go that far. But he's a huge reason why the Pirates are on a 13-game losing streak because when he pitched, pitched masterfully. And in the case of yesterday, historic, historic numbers. The first Pirate to strike out 13 since Francisco Liriano did it in 2016. The first right-handed pitcher for the Pirates to strike out 13 since Jose de Leon in 1985. And the first Pirate in franchise history, the first Pirate ever to strike out 13 without allowing a walk or a run. Does this man deserve money? Starting to lean toward yes. And I I, don't, I also don't want to hear from anybody anymore that the Pirates won't sign him. They wouldn't ever consider that. I think the Pirates are definitely on a turn right now. They've got to be consistent spenders over time for that stigma, I think, to go away altogether. But you can't really say anymore that the Pirates haven't spent money the Pirates haven't invested. They rewarded a manager for having a, a a great month of April by giving him a contract extension. They signed the player that that uh, fans have been clamoring for in Brian Reynolds. They signed him to a large contract extension, a $100 million, the first in the history of the Pirates, to reach $100 million overall, or over $100 million, $106 to be exact. So that narrative's really gone. I mean, it's it's the Pirates are making investments, Bob Nutting making investments, Ben Charrington making, I would say, quality decisions to bring 
players onto this team that now have the desire to win and know how to win. Mitch Keller is just the next piece to that puzzle, I would think. I mean, I talked about this last week, that the Pirates need to now lock down a couple of cornerstone pitchers to give this team the best shot at making it to the playoffs and then beyond, further into the playoffs. They've got two position players locked down right now, Key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds. Now it's time to solidify some pitchers, one or two. I vote Mitch Keller and David Bednar. That's just my vote, though. I don't have the final say, obviously. I'm just talking on the radio. But those two, I believe, would benefit the Pirates to have signed long-term. You get two position players, give me a couple pitchers now. Give me a couple pitchers on long-term contracts. Solidify those that cornerstone, cornerstone position players, cornerstone pitchers. And then as the prospects start to file in the end of this year toward the beginning of next year, You've got a fleshed-out, well-rounded, ready-to-compete, ready-to-playoff-compete team. And this team's strange right now. This Pirates team's strange. 20 wins in April. And then May comes around and 11 losses in, in 13. Well, technically that counts April 30th, but, you, you know, we'll – We'll call it 11-13. Not a great stretch to have. It's a weird team, but the team's still right now in the race. A winning streak could change things, and I'll explain why after we take this call. Dave from Delmont. Hello, Dave. Yes, thanks for taking my call. The Nuttings are making investments in Pittsburgh for the Pirates. That's great. Yes. I'm thinking about calling the mayor and seeing if we can get uh, the key to the city for them. (laughs) I mean, honest to God, how low is our bar that they finally signed somebody that's been their most consistent player for three to four years for over $100 million? What every team does every year in the major league, we're, we uh, set the bar that low that we're all jumping for joy. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. No, I, I understand that perspective to an extent. I don't think every team has signed $100 million contracts, the Oakland A's. But Marlins signed uh, Giancarlo Stanton at once upon a time, and they regretted that signing so much that they traded him to the juggernaut Yankees. So eh, I wouldn't call it every team. It's not a regularity in every team. And I don't think it's smart to dish out this uh, this much money to players. Unfortunately, it has become the trend, though. The Pirates just weren't in a position where it would have been a smart investment to do that. And the way the season started with Brian Reynolds requesting a trade formally it kind of felt like, uh, you know, do, do we want to give this money to a guy that doesn't seem to want to play here? But that might have been a, negoci- uh, a negotiation tactic, too. So let's not forget about that. I mean, we talked about, you know, we heard from Lamar Jackson that, you know, he requested a trade formally, in the just giving a comparison in the NFL. And then he admitted after he got his money that that was played as a negotiation tactic. He called it business. Sometimes players do that. so. Maybe Brian Reynolds was just clamoring and being strategic to get money. I don't think that the Pirates were in a position to give him money before with the way the team was uncertain. I mean, think about the players that were on the roster in 2019 
before the COVID-19 shortened season. Think about all the players that were rotated through on the 60-man roster in 2020. Even think about the lineup. I mean, Dan Zangrilli went over what the Pirates lineup was last season. Daniel Vogelbach was the leadoff hitter. Yoshi Sutsugo was still on the team. Ugh. Regrettable, regrettable. I mean, Vogelbach was great. It's fine. Not a standard leadoff hitter, though. I'll say that. And uh, Sutsugo just flatlined. He was doing well through the first few games that he played with the Pirates, and then he flatlined. But you can't sign a guy to a $100 million contract just because. I don't think that just works. So I hear what you're saying, Dave. It's it's not it's not a a bad opinion. It's not it's not a necessarily you know awful way to think. It's fair. I just think it's a little bit misguided. It's not every team signs players with that amount of money, and the and the teams that do, the teams that do aren't necessarily guaranteed to win the World Series. Not necessarily even guaranteed to make playoffs from what we've seen. Some of these teams have flopped after taking on these massive contracts and then having to manage those massive contracts around a team that struggles. Dennis in Uniontown, how are you, sir? Good, bud. I need to talk to you, uh, Harry, about some pitching. Sure, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. What? Uh, you turned on your radio. I can hear myself. Uh, I'm on, bud. You want to talk about pitching? Yes. Go ahead, talk. Yeah, on the uh, pitching, as I seen yesterday with the dominance of pitching, with the upcoming draft with Paul Skeens, who's a big uh, six foot six uh, righty, you know, I was leaning towards Cruz, but I think now I think I'd I'd have to go for Skeens. What do you think, uh, Harry? Uh, Thank you for the call, Dennis. I'm not familiar with that name, to be honest with you. Uh, So I can't I can't say I'm not too familiar with uh, with that name. So, sorry, I can't be insightful more on on that call. Um, I don't know if you are mentioning O'Neill Cruz either. Maybe I should have followed up. Uh, yeah, not exactly sure. All right, well, we're going to take a break here. This is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. If you want to tweet me, you can at Callas underscore 33, C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. You can tweet me, ask me some questions or make some comments, and if they're good enough, I'll read them. And you can also give me a call on our hotline here, 412 928 9370 is the phone number. The Fan Early Morning Show will continue next here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Two balls, two strikes. Mitch Keller delivers to Stowers. And a cold third strike. He's got a baker's dozen. (laughs) Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller, first pirate in franchise history to strike out 13 batters while giving up no runs and walking no batters. Talking about should he get the money? Should he get a contract extension? At some point, whether it's in the offseason, whether it's what Ben Charrington says is unlikely, midseason, should I get a contract extension? Give me a call, 412-928-9370. We'll talk about, talk about Mitch Keller. We'll also talk about the Pirates. Pirates won yesterday, so hooray to that. Uh, they've now won two, two games out of 13. Uh, to end April and start May, so not great. But here's why I say I have a little bit of optimism for this team. I'm kind of going back and forth. It's a wishy-washy kind of season. And when you're in the middle of struggles, you kind of it's easy to lose the faith. I'm falling into the, you know, 
play it by results thing, you know, happy when they're winning, sad when they're losing, optimistic when they're winning, you know, pessimistic when they're losing, kind of falling into that trap. Um, But I have a little bit of optimism now, kind of looking at the schedule and kind of understanding who they've played and where those teams are that they've played recently. The Pirates have run the gauntlet of the AL East. And uh, to compare the AL East to the rest of, of Major League Baseball, the, the Boston Red Sox are 22-19. and 19. The Pittsburgh Pirates are 22-19. and 19. The Pirates, second in the NL Central, one and a half games out of first place. The Boston Red Sox, their 22-19 and 19 record, has them in last place in the AL East, eight and a half games back of the division. Tampa Bay, 31-11. and 11. Still the best record in Major League Baseball right now. But the Pirates just played, just took one of three from the Baltimore Orioles, who were 26-14, and 14, got swept by a Toronto team. That's 24-16. and 16. And I believe swept the Boston Red Sox, who are 22-19. and 19. So the Pirates have played every team in the AL East, got swept by the Rays, got swept by the Blue Jays, got two of three taken from them by the Baltimore Orioles, and swept the Boston Red Sox. Last team they have to play is the New York Yankees, but they're not scheduled till August, September, late in the season time. Which could be a good or bad thing, depending on the uh, how the AL East continues to pace itself. So, I just, to give some hope. Now, there may be no excuses for the series against the Rockies. You wanted the Pirates to take at least two of three from them and win that series. But they didn't. And the Rockies right now, bottom of the NL West, 17 and 24. So, not great. Right? You don't You don't love to see that. And the Pirates against the Orioles, their one Anthony Santander stumble away from scoring a couple runs in the seventh inning of game two against the Orioles and having a better chance to perhaps win that game. And Santander in right field, if you remember, and Duar shot it to the gap. Could have been over the fence if it were slightly to the right or to the left. He put a great swing on the ball. And Santander stumbled, jumped, and then fell in front of the wall. Didn't even didn't even need to jump. Didn't have any part of the wall absorb him. He was misread that ball so badly, he had to jump, and then he fell, and he kept the ball in his glove. Pirates have had some misfortunes. I'll never blame uh, maybe I will a little bit sometimes, uh, the umpires, but not frequently, and and not in that series against the Orioles will I blame the umpires, um, though I do believe the um, an automated strike zone should exist, and I, I do support replaying the game. I'm not going to blame the umpires for any of that right now. It just doesn't make sense to necessarily do that, but there are, there are good swings being put on the ball by the Pirates, and fortunes just have not in their way in a few cases. And sometimes that leads to losses. You saw several wins get tallied up in the month of April when the Pirates had things going their way. That's just how baseball is. I think we would be more accepting. I think we'd be more accepting of 
this 22 and 19 record if they weren't so streaky. But the fact that they started so well makes us greedy and crave, you know, more wins and a more satisfying month of May so far. Got Ted in Mount Washington. Go ahead, Ted. You're on the air. Hey, what's up? Hey, real quick with the Pirates. Um, you got to look at the Pirates. They're a young team. They're a year ahead of schedule. And look at the injuries they have. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, it, it has to be more, you have to be more realistic with it. This team was not not supposed to be in this position to begin with. And, um, you know, hopefully they won't have any other injuries. But also the biggest uh, player, Cruz, if he was on the roster, you probably would have got a little bit more wins. And hopefully he returns in August. So if they can stay above, you know, above the water, they'll be all right. Thank you, Ted. I appreciate the call. Absolutely. And again, I'm known to be pessimistic when they're losing. It's not fun to think about how they lost 11 of 13 games. Behind Mitch Keller, though, Mitch Keller was a part of those two wins. That's something to look forward to. They are injured as well. G-Man Choi, not a great guy to lose. And I even think Derek Shelton talked about that on the Derek Shelton show yesterday, that Andrew McCutcheon's been getting more designated hitting reps because there's a clear open spot in D, uh, at DH right now. Because G-Man Choi doesn't have to be cycled through there. And he and Carlos Santana don't have to switch reps at first base, you know, leaving room for McCutcheon to play the outfield. So they're kind of in a tight spot right now, too. So I appreciate that reminder as well. Thank you, Ted. They're injured. And our expectations were not at that high this year, um, or most. I have them at 84 games still. I thought this team would do well, especially at full strength. They're not at full strength right now. Uh, no updates on Vince Velasquez either, which is kind of rough, and he's getting toward the end of his injured list stint. Still no updates. Still hasn't been put on the long-term injured list yet, from what I understand, so that's that's good news in itself. But you know, a couple of poor circumstances later, and the Pirates have lost 11-13, and, and here we are. But here's their schedule coming up. It may be a more fortunate month of May. They've got a two-game set coming up against the Tigers. Then they come back home. They play the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. And then they have the Mariners and the Giants. Several teams that are right now toward the middle of the standings in their respective division, if not toward the bottom. So have some faith. Have some faith in this team. Stay patient. And I just hope, too, they look like they were having so much fun behind Mitch Keller yesterday, and I hope that the the fun – stays in the game as well i mean we live in we live in a world now where it's good to you know we're not trying to survive we've got you know opportunities to live and if we can live through our jobs that's pretty much the goal same thing with the pirates gotta live gotta be excited gotta have fun with it you know get back to the swords get back to the smiles you know get back to the comeback wins and i think they'll be all right i think they'll be all right my name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This has been the Fan Early Morning Show. Coming up next, it's the Fan Morning Show pre-show with Adam Crowley and Doran Dickerson right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.